No Junk Mail presents The Visitor from Chicago, read to you by James R. Von Felt. Hi there. Glad you tuned in. Come sit a spell. Lots to talk about this week. The big news, of course, is the cleanup. Lots of cleanup to do this week after the corn show. Had a very good showing. Big crowds, especially on Saturday. Another corn show down, as they say. It was a success any way you put it. Lots of family groups sitting and gabbing, kids playing and all that. The music was especially good this year. And the baby contest? Well, they were all winners. Sheriff Davis was at the pie auction. He paid a stiff price for Mary Jane's lemon meringue pie. Our mayor was doing the honors and raised a chuckle with his brand of auctioneering. The tractor pull event was the highlight once again. Lots of noise with heavy equipment roaring and throwing up dirt. Dinners prepared by our EMS group and the local Mennonite church were superb. And now cleanup begins. With lots of hands, it'll be done by Monday. Some of us start working Sunday afternoon, but it's all done and things are shipshape by noon the next day. You learn all kinds of stuff if you're listening at the corn show. Jason Myers told me about the baby deer that his dogs adopted on the farm last spring. He said it was right there, in with the dogs playing and such. Said it was acting just like the dogs. Tragically, it got hit by a car on the road front of his place. Larry Desmond was with his family reunion over in the tent they bought. He and his wife, Beth, showed pictures they took of a trip this summer to Santa Fe, New Mexico. They went from shop to shop taking pictures of the artwork they sell there. I didn't know Santa Fe had such a big art community. The pictures were fabulous. Drew a big crowd once it got started. Larry also told me about their camping experiences in the Federal Forest, a few miles north of Santa Fe on Highway 475. They hiked the Rocky Mountains going to Lake Peak, which is quite an accomplishment. I've been on that road going to the Santa Fe Ski Lodge. My son skied that mountain a few years back. We went with him. Beautiful country, mountains and all. The Iowa Flatlanders were impressed. Nathan Miller described how he found an antique Massey Harris 30 in the old root barn a few years ago. Bought it and finally got it running. It's painted like new now. Drove it in the parade this year. The saga included getting used parts from England. It took years. What patience. What a story. The Emma Payne Farm won the blue ribbon for the best corn this year. You could see all the entrance corn showing in the old railroad terminal building on the park grounds. In the same building, you'll find pictures of the old graduates and their teachers from the old local high school. The pictures go back a long, long way. The last graduating class was in the 50s. I was ambling around the park Saturday evening when I noticed a family that was kind of gathered close. A man, his wife, and three kids. Oldest one a boy, maybe 14. They looked out of place and not joining in the conversations, so I ambled over to introduce myself. 
turned out they're from Chicago and are in the process of looking for a small town to move to. They were driving through and noticed the celebration and thought it would be fun to experience. Jan Duda introduced himself, Zofia, his wife, and three children. His English was good, but he had a bit of an accent. Once I got the gist of their situation, I took it upon myself to introduce them around. Eventually, we passed through the line where dinner was being served by the Mennonite church, and then we sat together talking and eating. I introduced their kids to William and Alex, who were sitting nearby, and assured the parents that they were self here. Not to worry. They were off in a shot, gabbing like they were old friends. Sophia looked concerned as she watched them go off. You can't do that in Chicago, she said, referring to the kids running around in a strange place without the parents. It wasn't long before Duda was telling me his whole story. They were born in Chicago in the Polish section of town. Their parents spoke Polish and they went to neighborhood schools where the other kids spoke both Polish and English. He and Zofia were married young and family came soon after. Duda apprenticed in tool and dye skills and went to work for a big company. The wages were good at first, he said, but soon came layoffs as the manufacturing jobs dried up. The local community college offered Duda training in computers, so he went back to school. He became a database specialist and went to work for a company that serves Walmart. I've been working at home for four years and can live about anywhere if there's electricity and an internet connection, he said. Zofia had worked as a clerk in stores while Zuda was in school. It was tough for a while, Zofia said, but we made it. We went out of the big city, Duda said. It's getting more and more dangerous. There are shootings every day. You don't know what's going to happen, even if your kids will get home from school. And the drugs, they're everywhere. I could hear tension in Zofia's voice as she talked. No one in the big city is going to church anymore, she sighed. When I asked them what they were looking for, they produced a well-worn paper list. But what they wanted most was to go back in time, to a simpler way of life, a slower pace, to community, to friendships, more self-reliance, to have a large garden, maybe a few farm animals, more like what his ancestors left in Poland years ago. Well, you have lots of choices in Iowa, I told them. There are small towns that would be happy to see you move in. We've been losing population for a long time. Jobs are limited to farm labor and related, but there are a few other jobs around in the larger towns. The cost of older homes is very affordable compared to big cities. The problem you will run into is that there are not many for sale at any one time. One thing to watch for is if the community has its own sewer system and water system. Not all the small towns do. Another thing to watch is how close it is to a hospital. And about drugs, well, they're everywhere. But as a small town, you kind of know what's going on. About that time, Larry Martin, a Mennonite farmer, stopped for a moment to say hi. I introduced Duda and Zofia. Larry and his wife have a girl and three boys coming up. 
They're row crop farmers and also have a small chicken egg facility. They go to the Halderman Mennonite Church near Bloomfield just down the road a bit. Larry's dad had retired from farming in Mississippi and moved into our town about 12 years ago. Larry and his family moved in about five years later. He bought the Ingram farm just east of town and added the chicken barn. Seems like they hit it off real well, so I moved on talking with Sheriff Davis about his hydroponic tomatoes and the market prices. Later, Larry told me that he was going to keep an eye open for property that Duda might be interested in. Mike, our county treasurer, who also sees all the applications for new car tags, told me that several newbies had moved into our county this year. There are not many, but they're coming from all kinds of places like Montana, Georgia, Indiana, etc., he said. Really nice people. They seem to be self-employed. Could be part of the COVID problem, you know where they can use technology to move out to other areas. I think they'll like it here. The last person I talked to that evening was Grandma Laurel. What a fascinating and long life she has lived, in many different places, too. I think I'll go over and visit with her sometime soon to get more facts. Might make a good letter. Oh, and Sid was with her, too, but on a leash this time. So, that's it for now, from where the corn grows tall and pigs fly. Take care. All my love, Grandpa Jim.